0: Hello, I'm Scott DuPont with another episode of Finance Your Movie, sharing tips and strategies to help you fund your independent feature, documentary, short film, or web series. Our mission is to empower you to get your money to tell your story. I'm here with Alex Ferrari. Thank you so much for being here, Alex. Alex is a filmmaker, and he's worked in all different departments. As a producer alone, he's produced over 40 films, and his films have, I guess, uh, premiered or screened in over 500 festivals worldwide. He's a best-selling author, founder and host of Indie Film Hustle, very well known for that, and that kind of spawned his podcast, film, film entrepreneur bulletproof screenwriting, and he's basically the real deal. So glad to have you here, Alex.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, man.
0: And, and I sincerely want to thank you for, I, I know you're not just doing all you do for the money. You spend so much time, so much energy with all your podcasts, your books, and, and when you speak at film festivals, really just trying to help Young, upcoming filmmakers, or, or earlier in their career, really navigate this crazy business as Hollywood. So I really applaud all you do.
1: I appreciate that. I I I, I, tr- I I'm very protective of independent filmmakers because they are uh, they are one of the most abused. Um, segments of this industry Uh, and I I just I just seen this industry just destroy so many lives (laughs) I know it sounds horrible to start like that but it's the truth it just get you in this business you get chewed up and spit out so much that um, I'm here to try to guide them to at least have a fighting chance of making a living doing what they love to do so that's that's kind of my goal in life
0: and and for those of you uh, on, that are either watching or listening to this podcast, um, especially those f- from our millionaire flicks audience, I really encourage you to go over to Indie Film Hustle and listen to Alex has a lot of great knowledge and, and content about the backside once you finish your film. Because I don't get into that at all and he'll really give you some advice and really what to look for and how critical understanding and navigating that distribution is. So oh, and uh, then I encourage some. you to, to do that. <laughs> um, just a quick note, and then we'll jump right into it, Alex. Mm-hmm. We're one of the few people that have done the New York, Florida, L.A. Triangle, and I probably auditioned for you in one of your films when you were at Full Sail.
1: No, stop it.
0: I, although I don't know, did you direct?
1: I wasn't the director. They, they believe it or not, they, the, their, the full sale was so, their system was so screwed up uh, at the time that, even though I wanted to be the director and I set myself up as that in the class from day one, um, my script wasn't chosen. So because my script wasn't chosen, the, 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 the filmmaker who wanted to be uh, I, I, I think they wanted to be a prop master, all of a sudden got, you know, it's the oldest, the ego went out of control. Like, well, I'm the director now. And it just turned into a whole thing. So no, I did not probably cast you. I wasn't there, but I was a, I guess, quote unquote, producer of that show. Okay, story, so I, so. I,
0: I might've auditioned for one of the films. I, I basically went through almost 100 films at Full Sail because I lived right nearby. Such a great resource. What year? What year? Um, I was humping full sale pretty hard between 98 and 2008.
1: I was asked, that's past my time. I was there in 90. I graduated in 96.
0: Okay. I just missed you. So anyway, yeah. enough, enough re- reminiscing. I want to jump right into your, um, your very for- first short film broken. Did, did that have a real budget or, I mean, it did, it did. It had about $8,000. Um, okay. Not, it. not bad for a short. And did you raise that money yourself?
1: Yeah, that was just it was it was split between me and my partner. It was all self-financed uh, and we were just trying to make a very ambitious uh v- you know, visual effects laden action short film in 2004. Um so it's a very different world than 2004 as far as technology is concerned and now and uh, we were able to do something pretty cool back then.
0: So even though you're the indie film hustle guy, we don't let any of our guests off the hook cuz our sure. audience wants to know where did you actually get that eight thousand um, dollars
1: well, the four thousand it was just from savings over the years i mean I okay, was so it, you, you uh, self financed oh no yeah completely self financed oh, okay so, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, at eight thousand dollars, you know well, first of all, who the heck's going to give us money for a short film in two thousand and four yeah um, I mean- f- with with no I had no real major credits other than commercials under my belt at the time. In, in South Florida, like it, it just didn't make any sense. So uh, we, you know, my partner at the time and I both just divvied up four grand each. And, um, and we, we went to town. That's basically good, good for you. Generated. I, I, I yeah.
0: applaud. And I really think that all filmmakers starting out should self finance at least their first or second short film because mm-hmm. it it, mm-hmm. it kind of helps you build up your track record and it builds trust with with the other I mean investors. it's
1: hard to get financing for a short film. I haven't heard of anyone getting financing for a short film because there's generally no return on investment. There's no ROI on a short film monetarily. There might be for career, there might be for access, there might be a spin-off, but those are just more lottery ticket scenarios.
0: Yeah, yeah. Although that is changing a little bit and and did you have one short film that's actually is generating you a little bit of money still to this day? All of, all of them are still generating a little bit of
1: money. All of my short films generate money. Now,
0: now how much. are you generating money back on your short films? Is that on Amazon? Um, well, yeah, they've been on Amazon, but I get literally pennies
1: a month off those. But where I generate, uh, I created a, an online course based around uh, short films. And then I use all of those short films as a case study, and then use behind the scenes in it and 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 give access to watch it and then that's one revenue stream another revenue stream is through my streaming service indie film Hustle TV, which is like Netflix for filmmakers. I actually have them on there as well as part of my membership and then uh I have a, a gorilla film school for short films that have all of them included as well so I've repackaged them into other revenue generating um products and they've still to this day um every month i'm i make some money off of those short films
0: good for good for you i, I like that though uh indie film hustle the netflix for uh for filmmaking yes yes <laughs> I, yeah, I like so, that. Yeah, it's, you could get it on apple tv on Roku,
1: on top of apps and everything like that so i wanted to create that kind of cool place where filmmakers could just go chill and watch um Documentaries about faking, making movies, and courses and workshops and seminars and everything like that in one place, one hub, uh, and curated all by me. So it's it's, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable.
0: I mean, I, I'm sure some of our audience has been there before, but if you have not, you you need to spend some time and you'll get you'll get sucked in. And I'm I'm all for you know binging a good Netflix show once in a while. We all need to be entertained, and that's mm-hmm. actually how we sell our product sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you really need to invest in yourself. And I, I just can't uh, say what Indie Film Hustle does for, for your filmmaking muscles, just like Millionaire Flicks is really good for your financial muscles. Absolutely. So uh, jumping ahead, you did your first feature was This Is Meg, correct?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, how, how did you raise the money for that? That was crowdfunded. So I, I okay. at the
1: time, at the time, I was about two years into my indie film hustle path, and I had gotten uh, attached to another project with a high, some high-profile people, and it fell through again. And uh, and i have a history. Well, all all filmmakers have a history of projects <laughs> falling through. And I and I just looked in the mirror one day and I said, I'm 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 40. I can't keep doing this. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'll be 65 and I will still be chasing that feature film dream. So I just said, screw it. I'm just going to go make a movie. And uh, 30 days later, we were shooting a movie Um, and it was, uh, there's a longer story and how we developed the script or the script meant uh, and how we cast the whole thing with very known faces here in LA with uh, people that you would recognize if you saw their faces and we did the whole movie for about five grand, five, $5,000 Wow, out of, po- out of pocket. Yeah. Out of pocket, about $5,000. But we, re- we generated uh, in the crowdfunding campaign about 15,000. So we were in the black while we were shooting. So I started shooting before the crowdfunding campaign started because it was just so minuscule about as far as cash was concerned. It's literally just me and my main star shooting in her house. You know, starting up, you know, you picking up stuff. And then I use some of that footage in my crowdfunding campaign to generate and I went through that whole process because I wanted to speak firsthand about that process um, to my audience and then kind of take the audience through what my experience was. Going through that process, which by the way, I despise. I hate crowdfunding. I hate begging for money. I hate that whole process. It is just stressful and it, it was just, it was not a fun thing. I probably won't ever do it again, but that's just me and my personality. Uh, a lot of filmmakers find a lot of success crowdfunding um, or um, crowdfunding or equity crowdf- crowdfunding, which is a whole other conversation. Uh, and uh, so we did it for $5,000 and it was a pretty pretty successful we we definitely turned it was not hard to turn a profit considering there was no roi really to be made but even on the statute of based on the budget we we generated um a good amount of money off of that film and still make money with it
0: today so so did you have a a pretty good um social media presence at that time when you were crowdfunding that
1: yeah, a little bit of. I mean, we. Yeah, I had a, a. You know, what's the term? I, compared to where I am now, no. But at the time, it's bigger than most. So I don't know. I had maybe twenty, thirty thousand people on Facebook. Um, I might have had like fifteen to twenty thousand people on Twitter. My YouTube was very small at the time. I, I don't know, maybe like eight or nine thousand. And again, this is all relatively speaking um, because I know a lot of people are listening eight or 9,000. Holy cow. Like, but relatively speaking, uh, those were the kind of numbers we're talking about. Instagram was something like that 10,000 people or something like that. So I had, I had some social media, but uh, understanding that social media really like numbers man, social media is not what everyone thinks it is. So unless you have a very passionate uh, audience, uh, and a uh, a way to get to that audience through your content and built that relationship. social media is a powerful tool, but it's definitely not the end all be all an email list is much more powerful. And that's generally where we got most of our um our people were from email lists and um, direct connections with people, and then also leveraging the connections of the cast and crew. Uh, and they spread it out as well. So we got you know one of my main actresses. Um, she had a, a guy who just loved her movies and just dropped down three grand. You know, I was like, okay, great. That's fantastic. So that's how, how we leveraged it. But the social media, it was not, it was good, but it, it wasn't the main generator of revenue at all.
0: So you're, you're confirming what JT Fox often says. He famously says, likes and comments are great, but, but they don't bills. equal dollars. No, dollars not. is what what matters. So email list is so much more powerful. So much because you already have that connection, right?
1: Well, with an email list, you actually have a relationship, you own the relationship with that potential customer, uh, and or member of your community. When you're playing in someone else's sandbox, like Facebook, um, they own it, they own the connection, they own the relationship, you don't you kind of lease it to a certain extent, you're basically doing their work for them. In the sense that you're spending money or time and effort to gather a group of people under your brand and or name that's interested in a in, in uh, something, whether it be filmmaking or basket weaving or whatever that is. And then Facebook takes that information and sells advertising to that group that you've built for them. So it, it is a great deal for Facebook and Mr. Zuckerberg, but not so much for us. You know, so, it, it, it you know, now I think I'm getting close to 200,000 followers on Facebook. It, it It doesn't I mean it's great, but it doesn't mean a whole lot uh for anybody who understands the the online marketing world, they understand that I could have a million i could I could literally purchase, and I'm not saying purchase uh like black hat wise, but I can literally spend twenty thousand dollars in 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 Facebook ads and generate a million followers. P- legitimate followers, by the way, legitimate followers who are interested in filmmaking, um, but it doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. De- definitely doesn't mean what it used to.
0: Oh yeah, one of the uh, one of the many tools in the toolbox, right? It's like you got to- one of
1: yeah. It's 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 you know for for social media, it's about perception as well. So when someone shows up and says, "Oh, like this guy has almost to a thousand thousand followers on Facebook," it adds a level of credibility. Uh, there is at least that much. So it, it definitely makes you stand out from the crowd. But as far as an ROI, as far as a return on investment, um, it doesn't have the same thing. It has other value, but not um, that. It has value in the sense of brand building. It has value of perception. It has bre- of of authority. Um, those are the kind of values that it has in the space that you're trying to create for yourself. But other than that, it really doesn't... Um, And sometimes it does turn into dollars, but not significantly. And you could ask any online business that, and they'll pretty much say the same thing.
0: Um, I I think a lot of people are having uh, Kickstarter or Indiegogo Mm -hmm. fatigue. Uh, I I, I get hit up probably on a busy week, two to three times a week. I mean, oftentimes four to... Five times a month, minimum. I had three
1: this morning. I had three this morning.
0: Minimum, and yeah. you know these are these are oftentimes my friends, family, and I really, really want to help. Ten dollars here, twenty dollars there, fifty dollars there. But I mean, you know, when when is enough enough? I mean, you know, you go broke.
1: As far as as far as generating revenue um, for your film. Crowdfunding is great. There's a lot of benefits to it. There's uh, about building an audience, about, you know, market testing. There's just so many positive things about it. But I agree with you. It's been it's been fatigued now for since I started an Indie Film Hustle, which is five years ago. It's not 2011 anymore it's not the cool thing to be in a crowdfunding everybody and their mother has a film a film going out for crowdfunding and most of the filmmakers who have crowdfunding campaigns have no idea how to properly run a crowdfunding campaign from the video to the to the 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 bonuses or all that other stuff so now equity crowdfunding is it's starting to come up a little bit more where you actually get a piece of the movie, not just a donation, but you get a piece of it. And that's been very successful and starting to gain some traction as well. But again, at that level, you definitely need to know what you're doing because you're at a, you're just playing on a different playing field as that's concerned. But I, I agree with you 100%. I think personally what I do is I would rather build products, build um, services, build something else, build a business that generates revenue so then I can go off and do whatever I want uh, whenever I want. And I have recurring revenue that I'm actually giving something away. I'm not begging for money or asking for money, which again, there's nothing wrong with that. But from my personality, I would rather provide the audience other than a t-shirt. I would provide them a course. I would provide them a value of some sort that then they can, they can reciprocate by, uh, you know, with money that can help me build an online business that has recurring revenue streams that then I can go off and make a movie like I did with my second film.
0: So I, I want to talk a little bit about equity crowdfunding, which is very different. Have you actually ever done that process?
1: Mm-mm, I haven't personally. I've have, um, I've interviewed and I'm friends with uh, someone who has generated, I think he's done 1.5 million or something like that. D- David uh, Willis? 1.2. Yeah, David. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah uh, I actually heard that podcast, which is really amazing. If you could, because you did such a good job of this, could you just briefly share – the the red ocean versus the blue ocean analogy Uh,
1: sure yeah that's from my book um so the concept is based off another book called red ocean blue ocean i think it's called red ocean blue ocean method or something along those lines which basic concept is this that uh, if you're going to go fishing Uh, you want to go where the fish is and where the fishing is easy. So when you go out into the ocean, uh, unfortunately you know where all the fish are and where the fishing is easy, but so does everybody else. So then everybody's fighting for the same fish so then there's blood in the water, hence red ocean. But then when you go to another area of the ocean, it's blue ocean, meaning that there's no competition, but there might be fish there. So you take a risk of going over there or you create a a little fishing area for yourself where there is a ton of fish, but nobody else knows about it. Uh, Or you position yourself where you are becoming the lead fisherman over there and the fishing is easy and there's plenty of fish. And it doesn't have to be the same amount of fish over in the Red Ocean, which is like uh, the equivalent of like the studio system. You know, Avengers has a big, big ocean and there's a lot of fish in that ocean, but I don't need... 500 billion dollars. I, I don't need that. I'm happy with half a million dollars, a million dollars worth of, of fish, let's say, for a project um, or a business. That's so much more doable for an individual or a small group that I'm, I can't compete with Disney. I I can never compete with Disney and their resources, but I can go after a niche and that niche is the blue ocean. So when you create a niche and find that when you, when you find out what that niche is, then you create a product or film for that audience. And then you start selling it to that audience and you work it in. And then you become in, there's a, I mean, my book goes into it in very much detail, but that's essentially the blue ocean, red ocean, um, a method or a theory. But the thing is that most filmmakers, uh, they are always in the red ocean because they all, they want to make a movie that is broad. They want to make a movie. That's, Uh, You know, that's going to hit the masses. As an independent filmmaker, if you create a film for the masses, you are done. You will not succeed. You will not be successful. Sure, there might be an anomaly. There might be one person that breaks out. But generally speaking, out of 10,000 films, 9,995 will probably not make it in that, that kind of situation, you have to create things that are niche. You need to create a, a films that are focused on a specific audience. So if you're in, you make uh, movies about gymnastics and that's the, that's the niche family gymnastic films. Sure. Boom. If you make, I, I use in my book, the vegan chef, you know, you created a, a romantic comedy that's based around a vegan chef. That means a meat eater. That's an audience that you can target. Marketing wise, build a relationship with build product lines and ancillary product lines for that audience and build a business around that film. So, those are that's a longer answer to a shorter question.
0: And, and along those lines, that I'm glad you brought that up because if you're pretty niche, you mm-hmm. can identify those investors when you first Correct. start out.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: So, a lot, a lot of people that are really diehard vegans, and maybe one of the many, many reasons of going vegan for that that person or those persons might be animal cruelty or whatever. You might have some potential investors that are diehard that want to see that message get out in the terms of a film.
1: Correct. And they might not be And their main, their main concern might not be ROI
0: their main concern might be message. And
1: that's the best kind of investor is the investor who gives (laughs) you money and doesn't worry about getting paid back. That's a fantastic investor if you can find them, but they are out there. And some of them, you have to always ask the investor, what is your end game here? What do you want out of this? Do you want a return on investment? Is this a strictly financial thing? Great, this is how we can do that. Is it about, um, hey, I'm bored and I want to be part of this process, and I want to go on the set, and I want to go to the red carpet, and I want to fly to Sundance, and I want to – if that's the world you want to – and I want to meet some actors, you want to do that, that's another – That's and that's a return on investment for them because that's that's entertainment for them. And if they make some money, great. And a lot of other things, it could be a social uh, a social message that they want to get out there, they want to support the message and get that message out there because that like you said of of, of an animal cruelty movie or something along those lines where it's much more important about getting the message out there than it is about getting a return on investment um and other and the last the last version of an investor is someone who just believes in you and wants to help you out which is essentially then a, a big donation which i've seen by the way many times in my career hasn't happened to me unfortunately but uh i've seen it with other filmmakers
0: Alex, such such great stuff here. Do you have a few minutes uh, to to continue here? I need to take a short break. Abs- absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll be right back with Alex Ferrari and in Indie Film Hustle in a minute.